Blog Talk Radio. conversation with me and my lovely wife Jackie. It's also a conversation oh, with Oh yes, always baby. <laughs> with you the listeners as well. And you can call in anytime by dialing 347-215-8305 or by going into our chat room which is open during our entire show. Yes, and today we have a special show speaking the show's planned for y'all. We are going to talk all things poetry. But first, we are going to cover our sports segment, something that we usually do, you guys, later in the show. Okay. And you know what this means, right? Yeah, yeah. You hear it? <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Let's talk some sports. We want to welcome back y'all always, always the Wizzle. Come on, Wizzle, and talk some NFL football with us. Why don't you do that for me? How did you do last week? That's what I want to know. That's what I want to know. I know you were uh, you, you did really well during the regular season, but as far as the playoffs, Wizzle, what was your record, and how did you look for that Seahawks game today? It didn't look good in Green Bay. Well, my record last week, I came up pretty good. I, I dropped one game, and I, the contest I did drop was the New York-Tampa uh, Bay game because I didn't think they would come through with that one, but they did, lo and, lo and behold. But uh, the fiasco today, what can you say? The perfect day for football. The snow came down wonderfully, and the, the better team prevailed. There's, there's nothing else more you can say. Oh, so I take it, you guys, that we lost. Oh yes, the oh, snow came goodness. down and the and the birds couldn't fly. Oh my goodness! And you know everybody at the stores had on their jerseys and stuff, and they were like, "I said, oh, what do you guys all have on those Seahawks jerseys?" And they were like, "Oh, we're just wearing them just for show because tomorrow they're not going to be worth five cents." Now oh. I see what they meant. Right, yeah, that's right. all. That's oh, all Lord, bad. That's all bad. Hey, but no, no, Green Bay Packers. But that's okay. We're not even going to worry Packers. about that. Patriots play tonight. So why don't you tell us, T, who you got okay. in the games tonight and who you got tomorrow? Well, tonight is definitely a big contest. Uh, this is a betting man's contest. Uh-oh. Hey, you got a few bucks to drop uh, to play the odds? Why not? Uh, Jacksonville is in New England this evening, and this is going to be a highly touted, highly physical game. And I look for a close contest and for the Patriots to shake off some rust early and get it rolling. And we'll look for a score of somewhere around 35-17 tomorrow. Even more interesting contest. The New York-Dallas game is big, and it's on the radar for the Green Bay Packers, who prevailed this evening against the Seattle Seahawks. New York travels to Dallas to take on a tough, tough Cowboys team with the scrutiny of Tony Romo and the, is T.O. injured, is he? He will be playing, ladies and gentlemen, and I think it's going to be a big-time contest. But I look for Dallas to come through in this one. I think they got a little bit more to prove, and I think that it's going to set up a storybook episode facing Green Bay later on. 
But later on tomorrow evening, San Diego travels to Indianapolis to take on the Colts. Everybody, don't forget about the Colts. They are still the champs. They're under the radar, and they are ready to play. And San Diego's coming in. They have a, a tough, tough time taking on uh, Peyton Manning and the way he deciphers defenses. But they got a star in with Damian Thomason. But at the end of the day, it's the Indianapolis Colts at home with the fans rooting them on. I look for a score of 35-21. Interesting, interesting picks there. <laughs> I will have to go back to the to the Seattle Green Bay game, and I will tell you one thing. I, I will look at Seattle's offense, Wizzle, and I will say that with the exception of the two touchdowns that were scored in the first half by Seattle, and both of those I consider defensive touchdowns, the offense just didn't do anything like last week. The defense was okay today and not great, and I would also have to say, looking at Brett Favre, tremendous leader, and Brian Grant being able to come back off after fumbling two two balls away and coming back and taking that game over, it was uh, it was something else. No, no doubt about it. Hats off to the kid. He ran tough. Uh, 18 carries, 200 yards, three touchdowns, two turnovers, which were actually, uh, we can take that as a wash. But the biggest thing that concerned me is if I'm from Seattle and I, I recognize weather, and if it snows here, I think we'll be prepared. Now, being that you're from Lambeau Field, where it does snow and it does get cold, people. Could we? What's the what's the big deal of going from shovel to clear the grounds to actual machinery? Then they have something in place. What's the big deal with that? Uh, as far as uh, playing surface, that has to be the worst. Is that what they were trying to say, you guys, is that it was snow on the ground or something and they couldn't play? Oh, yeah. Well, no, no. No. Yeah, I mean, the snow, snow and it was a blizzard, but <laughs> it was a blizzard where they had, at first, the, 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 they had manually people with shovels running back and forth across the field trying to clear snow so they could see the lines. No, they didn't. What I'm saying is, if it's Lambeau Field, why don't you have a plow? On top of that, I mean, you prepare for that kind of weather, though. Football, you're tough. you got to. Uh, no question. Uh, they, they were giving our kicker a bad time because he said, our kicker, he said that he was going to have on some pants that had electricity in them. That's the pants. Yeah, and he did up to 75 degrees. And what happened? Uh, he kicked and the they worked, And they worked for him. He was absolutely perfect today. <laughs> he was. He was absolutely he was perfect. perfect. They worked for him, but uh, nothing worked for us today. Okay, well, to somebody that. needs to call the Seahawks and tell them to get everybody some heated up pants uh, for this type of event. Is they out of it now? Do we? Well, no. We won't see our Seahawks until next year. Oh, it's over. That's that was a one-winner. Oh, so, my God. One-hitter-quitter. If you don't uh, win, that's it. I'm sorry, Seattle. That's okay. We got that far. That was further than people predicted at the beginning of the year. It's no question. And, and Wizzle, I will have to agree with you on everything. I have a, a sneaking suspicion, though, on one <laughs> game, and that is Indianapolis and San Diego. I have this I just have this feeling, do you feel me, that San Diego is going to go in there and LaDalian Thomason is going to do some wonderful things and come out of there with a victory. What do you think about that? Well, I definitely think he has the chance. He has the, 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 star, uh, uh, the star approach is there. He's a stud. There's no doubt about it. But I think when it comes down to it, it comes down to quarterbacks and it comes down to who can move the ball, who can score the most efficiently. And if we're going to do it like that, it'd be like trying to play somebody against the Suns. And when you're, when you're playing the Suns, the Phoenix Suns in the NBA, you have to realize that, okay, these guys are trying to score fast. So it's almost more pressure on you not to play football but to score. 
and try right. to keep up. So I, I think I just I can't see the firepower where it's going to come from. You know what yeah, I'm saying? I, I, I will say this: the only the only reason I say that is they're playing indoors. It's totally controlled conditions, and I just have this sneaking suspicion. That's the only one that I'm going against, John. But other than that, I think that you that you're going to hit it right on the head. And I will say that as long as your Patriots win today, you got the Super Bowl champ locked up. Also, <laughs> now I got a question for you guys. This is coming from a female in this group right here. What's going on with the Lakers? Why are we seeing such great firepower coming from them? With Kobe saying he wanted to leave. Well, I will say that the Lakers look great, and I'm actually, the more I look at them, I looked at them last night again, they, they're they looking more like a playoff contender, and it's not so much Kobe Bryant as it is the center Bynum. I think that he has come along in leaps and bounds. You're able to throw him the ball. He can score. He's blocking shots. He's starting to break. And then they're keeping themselves in the game for the whole game, and then all of a sudden the star power of Kobe Bryant takes over, and I don't really, there's not a lot of separation between them and a lot of different teams like your Boston and your Phoenix and your Dallas. I think it's just going to come down to them getting in the playoffs, getting their feet wet early, and hopefully they win the first playoff series. If they do, they could get on a roll. What do you think, Whistle? I agree with you, and the biggest thing is the best teams have a mesh. They they trust each other, and it looks like the Lakers are, are brothers, and then the best team looks like they're brothers. If there is some bickering, that's something that you don't see on the court because you know on the court you have everybody has to have a relationship to be playing together. So they they look like they have a, a good relationship. It looks like they enjoy genuinely playing with each other. And hey, the sky's the limit when you have Kobe Bryant. You get everybody believing, and this was the the the, the whole thing. That Kobe, that's, that's all he needs to do was believe and trust in his teammates, and and it's showing you the the natural way that things are supposed to be. I have a question for the Whistle. We got a question, actually, that just came in. They want to know, do you think that Doug could play with the Lakers and would he be that extra piece they need to just maybe make it to the finals? I think that Doug could play for the Lakers. I think that Doug could play for several teams. That's uh, the Lakers, but just to answer your question. I think I definitely think so. I, I think that he's another great ball handler. I think he's a good defender. And I think where you're going to get the bulk of your value is what he's going to instill in the rest of the teammates in terms of effort. Look, we've got to pick our level of intensity up. And I think that's the type of things that, you know, makes a good locker room guy and everything, you know, that's where you get success. So, yeah, I do think it does with fit with the Lakers. So we might need to give them a call then, honey, and bring you out of retirement. <laughs> there, it is. there it is. Actually, you're not retired, but bring you out of this enjoying, you know, time at home with your family. I'm, I'm actually... So don't kick my feet up anymore, put them down on the ground and make my feet move. <laughs> now listen to this one was, I got one that, that stumped my wife. If, you, if you've been looking at the headlines, Miami and Atlanta played a game earlier this season and Shaq fouled somebody and it actually wasn't him. It was actually Udonis Haslam, but they fouled Shaq out of the game. Mm-hmm. 51.9 seconds, they are going to play again and my wife couldn't believe, she thought they were going to do it on a whole separate time, but I said, no, they're going to meet up later in the season and when they meet up before the game starts they're going to play 51.9 seconds and it hasn't been done in 20 years do you what do you think about that well i, I hey it's, I, I i on one hand i'm i applaud the the nba for correcting the mistake but on the second hand i'm like hey let's correct the mistake when it happens so it won't have to be so this type of extra thing <laughs> Why, i mean you know what i mean if we can correct it when it happens and then Maybe we can, don't have to do things later on. This is, I mean, it's a little bit extra. 
Right. That's right. Yeah, I think it's not to mention you can get hurt. I mean, you can have your all stars out on the floor, on the court and potentially have someone hurt who's you know maybe when you're a higher paid employee and have them potentially hurt over a tip ball or something for 20, or, you know fifty one seconds. That's right. That's right. That's a way to look at it too, huh? No question. But so they'll they'll end that and then they'll start the next game. And they're gonna start the next game and play it. So you could ultimately win or lose two games in one night. That's going to be something else. But we want to think, as always. Look, I got a question for you. Doug, I got a question for you. Will they cut two checks? (laughs) (laughs) No, it'll only be one check. I can answer that one for you. We want to thank, as always, our special guest, The Wizzle, for his awesome and very poignant insight into the sports world. Thank you, Wizzle, as always. And I want one question for you before you go. Do you got any salmon? (laughs) No salmon. Sushi. Enjoy. What's All up? Right, we'll see you next week. We really appreciate that. And, and you know, it's exciting and, um, you know, always to have the whistle here. And, and now we want and we are very proud to welcome our first guest of 2008, a person that we know that everyone out there will enjoy and one, the one and only Spanish Jose. Welcome. And we are glad to have you join as our special guest today. Jose, are you with us? Yes, sir, and I'm honored to be on the show tonight. Thank you very much. And I I would like to start right now, before we even get going, I want to read you a little bit about Spanish Jose. So I'm going to tell you his bio so you can understand um, that you are getting the honor of his presence here. And Jose is 28 years old. He was born in Rio Pierre, Puerto Rico, on October 25, 1979. He is the middle child of two sisters and the only son of a beautiful mother who brought them to Wilmington, Delaware in 1984 due to his father's domestic violence. Today, he still resides in Delaware. Jose is presently working as a full-time machine operator, part-time massage therapist, and community leader activist. He is extremely passionate and motivated to all things that has a positive purpose and meaning to it. He currently owns and runs a nonprofit organization called One Nation that focuses on mentoring the urban city youth and preventing gun violence in our community. One Nation was inspired after a close friend by the name of Cameron Hamlin, who lost his life due to senseless gun violence. Today, One Nation is responsible for raising the reward money which resulted in the murderer's capture. They are responsible for passing a gun law that is named after their friend Cameron's Law, HB 163, which passed unanimously through the House of Representatives and legislation in Dover, Delaware. Today, One Nation continues to make an impact in the community by putting up Stop the Violence billboards across the city and going to schools and discussing such matters with our youth. Jose's other interests are love and music and poetry and basketball. When he was three years old, one of his first gifts as a child was a drum set. He was pounding away as soon as he got it, and two days later it was taken away from him because he wouldn't stop beating the drums. And ever since then he has been in love with them. Those drums later came back to him in a hip-hop form. Jose could go on and on about music, but he says one thing, where would we be without it? Basketball. On that topic, he first picked up an orange leather ball during his early teens. Basketball was very important to him during those teenage years because of peer pressure and general stress. He had no role model and no father figure in his life. He had doubts where he wanted to be and what he wanted to be. 
And so making a shot cleared those thoughts. The more he shot, the more he forgot about his problems. Basketball is where Jose met his hero, his father figure, and his name is Michael Jordan. It was more than just a game. Michael had desire and strive to be the best. His hunger for a ring destroyed any opponent's chances to win. He gave Jose confidence to go out there and get it. And as a young lost teen, he did. Poetry, the language of love and freedom. He always had admired poetry, but never really wrote anything. He watched, listened, and observed poetry, like becoming a student to art with just his ears and full attention on what's being said and how it's being said. He has now been writing for a year. After his friend Cameron passed away, he started to write thoughts in small quotes. Then later, his thoughts became poems. His first poem was about him, his late friend. It's deserving because he was a rapper, and they would be in the studio together, and they would, he would write and write. So Jose guesses he is the reason that inspired him to write. And Jose's quote in ending this bio is music, poetry, and basketball, my, lo- my soul, my mind, my heart, by Jose Bellatron. Wow, that's awesome. And we want to begin, Jose, with a few questions that we personally have for you. And I want to also say, remember, to all our listeners, you can join us at any time by calling in at 347-215-8305 or by joining our chat room also. And, okay, here we go. The first question we have for you, Jose, and we haven't really gave you um, an opportunity yet to speak, but we definitely want you to feel free to talk to the listeners and tell them how you're feeling at any time. But how old were you when you began to write poetry? Oh, wow. Uh, I don't know. I always had a love for poetry, you know, from, from like, I guess, the beginning of high school, ninth grade. But I didn't start writing until, like, 2006, you know, after my friend had passed away. And I just realized it became therapeutic for me. You know, it was a yeah. way of communicating to the world. And so I guess... Uh, like two years ago, 2006. When when you started writing them down, do you keep all of them, or or how how did you do that? I did. I was uh, actually I kept them on my computer. Okay. I had like 30 some poems, and one day my computer just crashed, and I lost everything. Oh no! And I was I was very upset, but you know, I understood the the way of poetry is that you know you do you never lose it. Yeah, you never lose it. So it's in your heart, and you know, being a poet is being creative. So I was just, you know, but now I have so many poems. But you know, poetry is just is just random thoughts put together in a in a a arithmetic, you know, um, setting. Wow. How how do you, Jose, get your inspiration to write these awesome poems that you write? How do you get that? Well, this was this was kind of hard to explain because like my inspiration is so random, like it comes to me in many ways, you know. Like, um, but like to put in a raw, like to give you a raw answer, you know, I have to say it comes from my imagination. Like, I'm constantly thinking on how to be creative, and like I just look at life, living every day. You know, it's like when you live every day, you become a narrator of what you see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's my inspiration is life. Wow. 
Wow, that's really, really interesting, isn't it, honey? Yes. Because you write them as well, and that's, that's deep. Um, is it hard to write a poem, or is it a special technique that someone could use? Because we've got a lot of people that heard we were doing this show, and they started writing in with all kind of questions, and they want to know how do you, you know, a person write it? Do, should they just start out putting their thoughts on paper, or just how does it happen? Well, I'm a, I'm a firm believer there's no special way. I think the only way is your way, you know. Wow. As long as you be... You be honest about it, and I think the point factors of making a, po- uh, a poem is to be original. You know, come up with your own signature. Um, obviously, be creative, but have personality in your poems, your own personality. You know, so it can be recognized as your as your poem. And like, um, but most importantly, like, I, you know, I try to write. Well, for me, I write with a purpose and love. You know, I think that if you don't have love for it, you shouldn't be writing at all. But okay. there's no really, there's no like true definition of how to write a poem. But it's just, it's just using your imagination and thoughts and your emotions into it. Where, where can people get, uh, people go to get in contact with you, Jose? Well, definitely, you know, MySpace is like the thing now. Everybody has MySpace. Um, but uh, um, that you What's can your MySpace that. page? Yeah, yeah. Uh, MySpace.com Jose, uh, slash forward slash Jose302. I'll say it again, myspace.com forward slash Jose302. Also, you can reach me by email, SpanishJose1025 at hotmail.com. Got it. Okay. So anybody out there, if you want to reach out, please do that. I have another question for you, Jose, and and this is, uh, I want to know, is it true in, in your regard that you think that a song is really a poem also? Definitely, I think a, I think a song is. Just, I mean, yeah, a song is definitely poetry. It's just with a beat, you know. I think songs have ideas, emotions, imagination, and has rhyme, just like poetry has. So, you know, to put it in a nutshell, it is, and it has the same characteristics of poetry. So, you know, I'm a great fan of Tupac Shakur. He's one of my favorite po- poets, and um, Mary. Tupac said once that, you know, the beat is just to sell the records, and uh, poetry is to sell the message. There it is. That's beautiful. That's real beautiful, isn't it? Yeah, that's I mean, and, you know, it's words put together in a melody like a song. Yeah, and, and I, I love Tupac myself because uh, you, you can hear the fire and the passion that's in right. what he was trying to say, and, and you're right, is is the beat, yeah, that's a, for a lot of people it gets them bobbing their head, and that's what will sell the record a lot of the time. But if you truly are a connoisseur and you listen to what he was saying, it's, man, it's it's very it's very inspiring, first of all. But you people use the word deep, but it, it makes you go into thought and think about, you know, where he was at with what he was doing. He was so far ahead of his time, no question. He's only 25 years old. And, and we want to take a short break before we hear some of uh, Jose's poems. So for for uh, about 30 seconds, we're going to play a little song and take a break, and then we're going to come back, and uh, pose, Jose is going to give us some of his poems. Oh, oh. 
everyone lost all your heart's desires. Communication takes the pressure off the fears. Honesty and trust on edge and build the years. Compromise, don't analyze the eye to eye. Oh, oh, oh. Cause it's been something you and I could do. Do you see me as your future? I do. From an everlasting feeling of love. That kind of love, a love, a streamer. Baby, baby. I'm in love with you, my baby. And we are back. Jose, I want to ask you, what is the title of the first piece that you will be blessing us with? Please oh, tell me. Man, I'm going straight to the essence of it. This, this poem is called Piece for Poetry. And can you speak up? Because I know they're waiting to hear this. I know they're biting <laughs> at their nails. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is called Piece for Poetry, y'all. Pencil penetrates paper. Puerto Rican poppy practices poems passionately per page, perhaps performing prime time pleasing peaceful people poetically. Pressure probably promotes pounding paws, pacing profusely, piercing pupils, peaking, piano playing perfectly. Pure personal poetry paints perfect pictures. Public positive peers please, professional packed pockets providing publishing, powerful profiting, promising pesos, private properties, and paradise placing poverty. Pencil penetrates paper. Poppy's poems penetrates people. Proven poetry perishes pain. Poppy's prescription poems pays. Pays for poetry, y'all. Oh, now that's off the chain. Now, now, okay. Now, Jose, for a a poem like that, now, that that is, that's so many, that's beautiful, first of all, but that's, that's so many P's. Do you sit down, do you go away from it and then come back to it? Yeah, I get, I get within the moment, like, okay. you know, I just, I don't go through the dictionary because I'm losing the emotion behind the poem. So I just, like you said, I just go, you know, I attack it with, with the moment and then take a break, you know, and just come back because I believe, you know, every minute of your life, your state of mind changes and you're always getting inspired by different things. So I just go back and finish the rest and I try not to lose focus of what I'm trying to do because... Every word starts with a P, but it also has to make sense. Right. It has to have, you know, something behind it. So. What inspired you to write that? Actually, I was, um, there's a rapper, there's a rapper, I forgot his name because my mind's going blank right now. But uh, he did a song that, uh, with, with every alphabet letter, and, and that just inspired me to do that, actually. So I kind of took his idea, but I also created my own originality into this poem. No question. That was that was beautiful. I, I'm I'm digging it. Did you do or have any schooling in this, or is this just purely you? Yeah, it's purely me. Like I think it has to do with being, you know, a fan of hip hop and actually a fan of music because a lot of great poems comes from country. You know, a, a lot of people don't like country music, but if you just sit down and listen to it, man, you knew was talking about is the song poetry. That's exactly what country is, you know, it's just poetry with a guitar. But that's just, just being a student of the art. Like, I just analyze and just sit back and just watch how it's being done. You know, when, uh, what is it, uh, Def Jam Poetry was on, I just, just watch them and just peep their style out. So I didn't go to school or anything for this, but I've always been a student of the art. 
No question. My wife and I, we, we're a fan of deaf poetry also. We sit and we watch it and just love it because it's definitely, like you say, inspiring. Which it is. I would definitely say. I, I just, I don't know really where to even begin. I'm, I'm enjoying this so much, and I know our listeners out there is enjoying it. You can feel free to call in. I see all our call, all our phone lines are busy, so everybody is just kind of sitting back, chilling, listening to, to Jose. And I know out there in, you know, in the computer land there's gobs, gobs, more people listening. Feel free to call us at 347-215-8305 at any time, or you can join our chat room. And I have a surprise for you guys um, before we have Jose do another one of his great pieces. We're going to have a great piece from my husband, Doug, and he's going to share a little something that he wrote Yeah, I, as a tribute to Jose. No sure. question, Jose. And, <laughs> and I will tell you that when you say that this is all about love, I will say that once I, I met and married my wife, my I, I and it inspired me, and I've been writing poetry now for, I don't know how many years it's been, baby? Twelve. About 12 years, and yeah. And I love it. So, man, mass respect to you. But to everybody, this one is called, Jose, it's called Family. Where are you at? Family, as Webster defines, parents and their children, relatives, all descended from a common ancestry. Well, then, that makes us all one in the eyes of the father and son. But we work more on the term enemy, you see, defined as one who hates and wishes to injure another. Sound familiar? That's right, brother and sister, plans so sinister, diabolical and underhanded, every day disgusted by man. We need the love, family love, grassroots, y'all, back to the family. Where do we go wrong? The roots no longer strong, mommy or daddy gone, children home all along. They say if you're unsupervised, you create your own way. It takes a village to raise one. So it would take the world to raise us all. Hold your son, hug your daughter, and love your spouse. Ads tell us it's not cool. Be single and mingle. But if you're out studying the child or bearing the child, don't we owe them or have love we want to show them? Family, you scoff. I don't want to be with her or marry him, but it was fine when you was out screwing them. You see, please forgive me if my tongue gets a wee bit sharp. Don't want to harp or preach, just reach and teach. I'm going off each one teach one or each one reach one. We need each other like food and water. We, when we fight, just look at how things falter. For real, these choices are just that, for real. For God's sakes, AIDS is growing although it's not showing. Suicide is up and the list goes on. Don't play yourself or family. I asked, are you going to be where the roots stop and the trees die? Whole life built on lies or tend to your family like a garden, knowing two out of five will eventually see the prison warden. So water them with knowledge and examples, picking their weeds that will surely grow, weeping the harvest because you work the hardest, tilling the ground, protecting them as they rise. Ask yourself and realize, you can lie to them, but not yourself. Understand that true wealth and riches has but one name, and that's family. Where are you at? Mm. Wow, man. Yeah, and he, he was so excited when we heard you were coming on the show, Jose, and he was he just said, wow, i got to do something special for him. And that was just an anticipation of having you here. And then with you doing that first poem, I already can imagine. And everybody, you've got to go check him out at myspace.com. 
and he gave you that, and we're going to give it to you again before the end of the show, definitely, but it's myspace.com, Jose302. And now we will go into the second piece that we'd like Jose to go with us. Please, Jose. All right, man, this one right here is uh, when I first came to, uh, from Puerto Rico into the States, it was uh, in 1984, one of my first music I ever heard was hip-hop. Mm-hmm. And I just fell in love with it ever since. So this is right here called Hip Hop 84. <clears throat> hip Hop 84. Hip Hop, the hip hop, the hip hop was pure. Boom box booming, carpet on the floor, backspins, headspins. This is how we settled the score. Before we wanted to be a G unit and get dough like Curtis, we wanted to unite and blow like Curtis. Before KRS One was the teacher and Chuck D was the preacher, we used to follow the leader. Yeah, I ain't no joke. We were broke, but hip-hop was hope. So we wrote graffitis on the trains with strokes, not only through the mic and break dancing, but through the art we spoke. No beef, no rumble, just positive creation that came from struggle, like the rose that came from concrete jungle. Hip-hop, it's more than rhymes and beats. It's the rhythm of our life and the words that breach to those in need, to those who are afraid to speak. This is hip-hop. Hip-hop, I said, hip-hop was a movement, not just a drink and a two-step. This is music, the music I love, the music that was everywhere I was, the music that was one love, one love, the music I'll adore. This is Hip-Hop 84. Word. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. About God. We got to publish that yeah. one and put it on both of them. That, that's what I'm talking about, man, and, and I totally agree with you. Hip-hop, it, it changed my life also because you're right. It's it's reaching out, and it's not just, like you said, a two-step. It's, it's so much deeper than that, man. That was much, beautiful. Man. Words, words. And if we get a little too excited, Jose, don't mind. <laughs> no, I'm with you. I'm excited. I'm so very like a thousand times. Oh, my God, it's food for your mind and your soul, and that's what we love so much. And like you said, you, you do things you know, for the positive output, and you're definitely giving it to us, so I know all the listeners and the phones is busy. Look, we have oh, no yeah. room for anybody else to be on the line with us, but they just listen in, and some of them are just kind of quiet, but it's just, this is really a treat. Yeah. We have the Deaf um, Comedy uh, Spoken Word uh-huh. series. We have like 12 of them, and we watch them every, you know, couple days or something. Yeah, I love, he I actually love needs to be on there. No question. Jose, I got a question for you. Are, are, you, uh, are you hip to X-Clan? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Back in the, day. The, the the latest album. If if you don't have it, the latest album because uh, you you know P PXO has, has since passed away. Let's get it to him as our guest. Let's there you go. Oh man, man I appreciate the hot fire. <laughs> Yo, hot fire, Jose. Wow. Hey, listen, X Clan was one of the reasons why I was a Puerto Rican kid with like African stuff on me. <laughs> wow. I'm oh. telling you. Yeah, that's that's beautiful, man. But you know, one thing that I, I love about them, and for all the people out there who who listen to that form and, and its art at the same time, is that uh, rarely does Brother Jay cuss, but Brother Jay touches you in a way that is so so incredible. It, and I can hear it in your lyrics from KRS One to uh, Follow the Leader. It's all there, man. It's beautiful. Oh, Thank definitely, you. man. I love artists that don't use cuss words, man. Cause me, cuss words is just a waste of your vocab. No um, question. It diminishes what? your intelligence. Wow, that's that's amazing. You cannot get out of here without sharing with us another piece, please. Hey, this one right here is for the people. 
I mean, I do things for the people, not only for myself. You know, I I wrote this because I feel like no matter where you're at in life, whether you're a successful, rich person, or you're going through the struggle in your hood or anywhere else, we all need to grow up. You know, we all need to mature and grow out of what you're going through now. And this one here is called a growth, and it's like this. Everything we do in life can determine our destination. Whether good or bad, we all must learn from our situations. We all must be smarter and have mind elevation, meaning past experiences becomes education. You see, when we go through so much in life, we yearn for the lessons to be learned and understanding before the pages of our lives get turned and understanding that with every storm, a rainbow is followed, meaning sorrow is a borrow so we can appreciate happiness tomorrow. Yeah, I know, yesterday was yesterday. But the present, yeah, the present is another opportunity to put the past away, away from what you are today, who you are today, where you are today, meaning today is how you want to stay, but not where you want to stay. For today will be the past one day. Live, love, laugh. Look, listen, learn. Grow, growing, and be grown. Meaning, the more you know, the more you grow. So please, y'all, let the wisdom show. The wisdom that comes from the growth. Wow. Honey. Yeah, that's, what oh I'm, that's what I'm talking about. I oh hope everybody got your radio off so you could hear. That, that's beautiful. That, that, that is just, oh, my God. It, it's beautiful. I, you see, I'm speechless. I, I, I don't know what to say, but everybody, myspace.com. Jose 302, you have got to go there. We definitely will be going there. We want Jose to send those in to us because we got to publish your money. Yeah. Too. I mean, we, we plan on putting together a, a little a, a book, book, poem book, and we would love to have some of that in there. I, I got some Every myself, and those right there, that's hot fire, and we love fire. Definitely. I give all glory to God. That's right. That's right. And what inspired you to write that last piece, Jose? That's just, man, basically, like, trials and tribulation. I done lost a loved one. Yeah. Like, almost every year I lose somebody in my life. Or I lose them by, you know, friends going in and out of jail or they just losing their mind. You know, and, and also, you know, with the Hollywood stuff, you know, with Britney going through her, Lizzie Lohan. It's yeah. like everybody just needs to hear this. So that's when you focus on that is, that's absolutely beautiful, and it's so motivational. And like you said, today will one day be the past. I mean, that just makes you just be like, wow. Yeah, you know? and, and understand that everything isn't as hard as it definitely seems because at one point, you know, your, your circumstances aren't always going to be the same. That's and right. you can elevate and change that definitely if you use your mind. But and uh, like you said, before the pages of your life turned, you've got a chance right, right now, today. Everybody right. out there listening, please, you know, take heed. This is, like we said, it's a great poet on here, and we are so honored to have him here. And my husband loves poetry as well, and for him to be able to share that with Jose, I know that's an honor as well and for my husband to honor me and be able to, to go on here and, and say that for you guys. This is this is an important and, and very historical show for us here and when we take it to television it'll definitely be a repeat because we gotta have him on live. People not just need to hear it, they need to see him. No because question. I think he's an inspiration yeah. to humankind. A, a lot of the time when uh I, I know Jose you probably you're watching him but you can feel 
somebody, when you're watching them sometimes, you can feel their fire. I, I can't think of, uh, I think his name was Detroit Red. Was that right, baby? I'm not sure. Oh, you know, but, man, he was spitting, and I Red just, Storm. You, you Red Storm. There it is. Yeah. Jose knew exactly who I was talking about. <laughs> That's my can, boy. Yeah, man, can you, can you feel him? Oh, oh definitely, man. When he, when he had black, uh, was it black Barbie doll? That's yes. right. That's oh, right. Oh, man, that was powerful, man. Oh, it was, man. And I just looked at my wife, and she started giggling because she, she knew that, it, oh, man, you're feeling that one for real, Jose. But thank you so much for blessing us, man, and please stay in contact it. with us. Definitely. I want to, I, I got one more special poem. I oh, oh I'm with it. And uh, this poem by her is dedicated to a friend of mine. She's very special to me. Okay. And, uh, her name is Tia. She's also a big fan of Doug Christie and Jackie Christie. So it was only right that I do this for y'all. Mm-hmm. And uh, this one's called Doug Christie. Oh. You know the one with that sick D? Played with Weber, d and Mike Bibby. His eyes, his feet, his hands is quite quickly. An overall player, complete like 360. No crossover, he's stealing it. Goodbye. Slam dunk on the other end. Two fingers to the sky. As a result of frustration of having a talent stop, jealous Foxy players decide to get the tin pop. But his hands are more than a fist. Runs down behind a back assist. Never miss, he goes to Paige Ostiakovich. And if you know like I know, when he starts to shut you down and the crowd gets loud, then it's time, for, <laughs> then it's time to take a timeout, yo. You see, what he did, he shut down Kobe. But all they remember is that lucky shot from Horry, that L.A. glory. But number 13 was the untold story, the Christie. Oh, well, my God. That's the one, ain't it? You guys, that, you, oh, my goodness. All the listeners out there, that's Spanish, Jose. Please, <laughs> definitely, I mean, I'm trying to contain my excitement. <laughs> that's oh, my God. Tia, you guys, you guys are the best. Jose, you're the best. This is just, yeah. wow. I don't know how we're going to like, this show. That, you know what that's like? When I hear that, that's like when a rapper puts you in his song. That's what that's that feels right. like. <laughs> it's beautiful. And don't it bring back the nostalgic uh, memories and like you said, you pass it to Peja Stoakovich, and you know we see those guys, and it's just a big smile on Doug's face as soon as yeah, we see all his hot. brothers. You know, that's hot. Hey, yeah, thank you so much. Derby, man. You guys I have me really, on the show. truly, truly appreciate that. Thank you. But before I leave, I just want to say, everybody, man, there's two things in life: be confident and have faith, no matter what you're doing in life. Wow. I want to give a shout out to my family and everyone else. Definitely. Definitely, everybody. That is Spanish Jose. Please see him on MySpace. Email him. You can always check our shows out in the archives if you want to hear it again because as hot as it is, you definitely need to have it in your ear again. Most definitely, and we want to thank you so much for coming and sharing your beautiful poetry with us, and we would love to have you back on again definitely um, in the future. And uh, can you please repeat your contact information again? we got a couple of emails going. Please, would you say it again slower this time? <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, definitely myspace.com forward slash J-O-S-E 302. Fantastic, everybody. That's Spanish Jose. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. All right, Jose. Thank you. Definitely. And, everybody, we're going right into the love section, and we got some questions for us, honey, that came in. And uh, we we had so much fun talking with Jose. I don't know how much time we're going to actually have right now, but we're going to try to go ahead and cover this. And the first question is, Doug, how did you know you love Jackie? 
Ah, dang! It went right to the to the heart. Uh, you know how, how I would describe how I knew that I loved my wife is I didn't want to leave her. I wanted her to be with me all the time, and to me, that that's love. That you want somebody with you. You want them to to, to be a part of you. And to me, I would say that's the way that I knew that I loved my wife. Thank you, honey. <laughs> and then the next one is, how do you guys define love? And I will answer that one. We define love as infinite love, and that is where you put the other person before even yourself. You keep God in your life, and you make sure that that person's needs are met, and you be a listening ear. And sometimes, you know, I would say that I might get a little um, frustrated because in life I try to make things so easy for my family and my close friends and just whoever I'm working with. I try to make their job as easy as possible so I get a little frustrated when life issues come up but now you know being in love with my husband he's taught me patience so I'm getting a lot better but I would say you know I define love as infinite love for the other person honey what would you define love as? I would really say that love is something that's felt and experienced, and it's something that you really, truly can't put into words, and I have a hard time putting it into words. That's why it's, you know, you look at, at your spouse, you look at your wife, and you have that moment where you just say to them, you know, I, I love you, I really do. Or you look at your son or your daughter, and you just, you got to say that. That's what love is. It's something that you can't explain, but it's that feeling that at that time, I need to say this so that you understand and you can feel me. That's right. That's now, right. now, I have a question that, that came through for you, baby, and it says, Jackie, do you ever wonder if he, meaning me, will find another? Um, to answer your question, do I ever wonder if my husband will find another yeah, I wonder if he'll find another dog or another <laughs> book or another television show that he likes or actually another basketball game to watch. But if I do I wonder if he'll ever find another wife or girlfriend? No, I don't because I have I'm luckily blessed that I can go and ask my husband, is there someone or something else that you think is better than what you have here at home? And he's always such a reassuring person and there again I go back to infinite love and he's not just saying that, he's showing me every day that you know, he's in it for the long haul. He's here with his family where he wants to be, and I wouldn't have it any other way, but I want him to want to be here, and I believe in my heart that that's what he wants to do, so no, I don't wonder. Okay, now now here's another question for you, and I'm glad that you don't wonder. <laughs> okay, uh, do you guys counsel couples? Interesting. Um, we do, but we don't usually do it as a team. Usually you guys will email me on the MySpace or you'll email us and I'll say, honey, these people want to ask us these questions. What would you like to say? And then I'll give my side of what I'd like to say. So we do vicariously through um, the Internet. We are thinking about starting um, a tour that we will go around when we do our different charity um, appearances and events that we are going to be bringing awareness to our favorite um, charity, which is HIV and AIDS Awareness, um, that we will counsel couples at that point. So we are in the process of putting some things together where we can hopefully inspire and help out as many people as we possibly can throughout the country. Okay. Here's another one that, that came through. It says, is trust an important factor for a strong marriage or relationship? And I'll let my husband answer that one. And I would say that trust is is very important and with trust I will have to add in communication because there has to be communication in a relationship but I will say this trust is definitely something that a marriage definitely needs and a relationship definitely needs because if you don't trust a person it's going to be hard to move forward and 
that's what you constantly want to do in a relationship and a marriage. You always want to be progressing and moving forward. And if you don't trust the person, it's hard for you to move forward with them. And I, and I would like to add to that that, you know, you may not go into your relationship or your marriage fully trusting that person right off the bat because that's a societal comment. And me and my husband has also learned that you trust is something you build, and you can build that with a new friend or, you know, coworkers or cousins or whomever to be able to trust them with your emotions and your private stories or your secrets or your fears or dreams. You know, that's something that you learn to do, and over time it gets stronger and stronger. And, and, you know, I've been married to my husband 13 years now, and trust is definitely something that I am I very much appreciate and we don't take for granted. So it is very important in a marriage or relationship. Yeah, and I would say my wife said we don't take it for granted because no. it's a reassuring thing inside of a relationship that you know that there's a comfort there for you and you can trust. Not only trust them with the other people, but trust them as far as, you got my back, and I know that you got my back. That's right. And some days you're going to have, like, second thoughts, you know, and you might say, well, I'm not sure. I don't want to ask him, but I think we went out to dinner the other day, and maybe he didn't really want to go, or maybe he paid a little bit too much attention to the hostess or whatever, and I want to ask him, you know, how's he feeling or her, how she's feeling. That's what I mean by, that's what my husband means by it's a reassuring type of thing. You build that each day, and the more you go out together and you see that you can talk to your mate about whatever it is and they're not going to scold you or yell at you or lecture you, and they're going to answer you honestly and say, oh, no, you know, I'm sorry if it seemed that I was paying more attention or I'm sorry if it seemed that I didn't want to go. I love being with you. That gives you that trust factor. That gives you that insurance, too, to keep on moving forward. And then we'll move right on to number six, and that is, is it hard to remain faithful to each other? Honey? And I would, that's an easy question, because (laughs) I would say, no, it's not hard at all, because ultimately it is a person's choice. And I've always explained that this is where you want to be. That's where you're at. You loved, and you are married, and you are committed, and that's what life is about. It's not about all the other little things. So being faithful to your loved one, your spouse, your wife, your girlfriend, it's not a hard thing, but it is a choice. That's right. It definitely is a choice, and no, and I would have to reiterate that, no, it is not hard being faithful. And speaking on that, we have a charity and a cause that we stand strong, and that is HIV and AIDS, and we want the world to know it's not going away. It is out there, and just because some of us may not be infected with it, it doesn't mean that it can't happen, and you have to know your status. You have to be educated on it. You can go to the CDC. That's the Center for Disease Control, and it's cdc.gov, I believe. You can also go to our foundation, which is the Infinite Love Foundation. That's I-N-F-I-N-I-T-E-L-O-V-E foundation.com and that's me and Doug's foundation you can go there there's links to everywhere that will give you all the answers there's facts on there um, and you know you can just find out how to protect yourself and to tell other people and for people out there that do have it you're not alone we care about you we want to you can call us email us talk to us whatever we are there to help you and assist you in having a full and helpful and fruitful life and moving on to our last question it says what advice would you guys give to newlyweds to keep it strong like you do? Well, I would say I have that's a three part answer. Very simple three. One for newlyweds is communication. You're going to have to learn how to communicate with each other because that is how you guys are going to build. The second would be be friends and have fun. It is very important that your 
the other person, your spouse, your girlfriend, is your friend. You guys have to be friends and have fun. And our third, and this one is maybe the most important, and this is for the guys, and it is always, always spank your wife's butt when you kiss. Stop it. Okay, he had to throw that in there, you guys. I'm going to get him. Okay, but I really want to also say, too, a family that stands together stays together, and we do everything. By the way, I also have to add in a family that works together stays together. We do all of our different endeavors, our charities, my husband's job as far as when he plays on the court. Of course, I can't run up and down the court with him, which I wish I could, but I can't. I do all the other support things to make it so he has a clear mind and he can go out there and do his job. And the same with me and the different businesses that we have. My husband is my support team. So definitely be a support team for your mate and that's whether you're married boyfriend and girlfriend even you know friends girlfriends if you're if you're talking about building a stronger relationship with your girlfriend and you know you just want her to know that you're there for her and vice versa make sure you're listening ear, but you're also their support team sometimes when people call you to tell you something that's exciting us as a society we're moving so fast we don't slow down long enough to say, wow, that's very, that's great. You know, congratulations, I'm proud of you. We just say, oh, okay, great, and keep going. So take the time out to just really show them that what they have going on is important. Even if you have something that's twice as big, still, you know, make them feel like theirs is just as important. Wouldn't you say that? No, no question. I, I think supporting each other is a big thing. And I, I would also say for 2008, something that we've talked about is, is almost being brutally honest so that people understand where you're coming from and where you're at. Because a lot of the times there's so much things that we don't say and then we get upset when it doesn't go the right way. And that goes to the communication aspect of things. Is is telling people really what's on your mind so they understand your likes but also your dislikes. That's right. That's yeah. right. And I want to say we have an announcement to make for in 2008, you guys. That was our first show, and we had a great poet on there, Spanish Jose, that we won't forget, and he will be back to join us. We also have my husband sharing some of his lovely poetry and spoken word. We will have lots of guests and celebrity interviews, and we plan on having live videotape shows for you all as well. We're in Ooh. the process of doing that, so we're excited to announce that. And stay tuned. We will see you next Saturday at 5 o'clock sharp right here once again, and have a beautiful week. Peace. Respect.